Today's episode is brought to you by Five Line Designs. Bring your brand to light with Five Line at fivelinedesigns.com. Here at Five Line, we like to ask, what can we do for you? We're here to help you and your business grow from all angles. Whether it's building the voice of your brand, redesigning your assets, or building out a website, Five Line is here to help you step your game up and beat out the competition. No matter what stage you're in, whether you're just starting or you've been up and running for many years, make your next move your best move by working with Five Line. You won't regret it. Schedule a meeting to see what we can do for you today at fivelinedesigns.com. Welcome to the Business Grind, where we give you an inside perspective on what it takes to start, build, and run a successful business. Here are your hosts, Danny Shaw and Sean Michael Wellington. Hello to everyone in podcast land today. Thanks for joining us as usual. We appreciate your time. Sean, how are you feeling? Feeling good and ready to talk about our second movie this week. Oh, yeah. Second movie review. Uh, startup.com, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, just we're going to give provide a little context and a little backstory before we get into it. And just so everybody can know what we're discussing, right? So uh, Startup, the movie is called Startup.com. It was a film and uh, created, uh, released in 2001. It's a documentary film about a Startup.com uh, company called GovWorks.com, uh, which was able to raise $60 million in funding for their startup uh, through various venture capitalists and partners. Uh, the, the startup didn't survive. The company did survive, but um, definitely became a point of reference on a lot of lessons learned and, and what to do and what not to do uh, when you're on your path to starting up a company. And also just, you know, uh, I guess a cautionary tale as well uh, as to uh, the pitfalls of trying to launch and, and, and have a su- successful company along the way, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then it, it kind of shows you all the steps which I thought was one of the best parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. It shows you all the steps into getting to that level, mm-hmm. the steps it takes to get there, and also the mistakes you can make along the way. So it's like as we get into it, um, and maybe this is one of the first things you might want to talk about, but we hear them coming up with the name of the business, right, or the name uh-huh. of the, the product. And it's like, well, I don't like this one because I don't like <laughs> the government, and it's associated with the government. So I don't – well, you know, that's kind of what we do. It's what our business is. So it's just interesting to hear different, you know – iterations of what the business was and what it grew to yeah i i had i saw this uh and had so many uh takeaways and i feel like every other scene was a business lesson and and and, uh and 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 every scene was a business lesson on what not to do i mean you know they had a few wins here and there but it was really fascinating if you think about it well at least from my perspective this was in 2001 so that's close to 20 years ago and i just very um you know, it was really telling that so many of the lessons and so many of the circumstances that they were dealing with could literally be applied to, to, to today's uh, work scenarios and, and uh, company scenarios, right? Um, so we start off in the movie, as you said, Sean, uh, about the government, uh, the naming of the company, right? But just let's step back just a little bit before we get to this point. We start off with the founders of the company. So I think let's establish those, right? So we have Khalil. Uh, Tuzman and Tom Herman. So those are the two main uh, central figures of the company. They are the co-founders of the company, 
right? So we start off with uh, Khalil uh, leaving his job at Goldman Sachs. Uh, he was a uh, banker at Goldman Sachs uh, and left the company to become the CEO and, and the co-founder of this company with his friend uh, Tom and moving forward, right? So early on, like you just said, Sean, I, I'm noticing red flags out the gate, <laughs> right? Uh, they didn't like the name, right? Like you said, and I just felt like that's probably something you might have wanted to uh, address before you got into this point in the business, right? Yeah, it was a weird space where they were already celebrating kind of like the rise of the two CEOs and like, mm -hmm. all right, they're gonna take us to where we need to go. And then, yeah, like the first hurdle is, I don't like the name. Right, <laughs> it's right, like, right. Well, <laughs> what are you dealing with? You know, I don't know. It was, it, like you said, it was a business lesson in and of itself. Right. And, uh, a red flag, too, like you said, because it lagged. we're going. It, it really lagged. They, I feel like they was they were spending uh, a lot of time going back and forth about this name. And I was like, they, they wasn't, they, what were they in pizza shops asking strangers and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and getting their opinion. That, that just, that wasn't. You know the best way to start off and you know he had to sleep on it and everything i was just like yeah, i don't know it, it was already giving me like this isn't this isn't a sign of good things to come you know now before you move on to the next like point in their story i want to know kind of from your perspective we did the same thing with our last movie review with mac mm -hmm. and um um i forget the brother's name from uh -huh. the mcdonald's brothers but right. um mac and dick um right. but which of these two guys do you feel you're well if any are you more closely you know your business sense is more aligned with between tom and khalil neither i'm gonna say neither to be neither at all huh? neither okay. <laughs> all right well why what is so what is so different what do you what makes you so well, different i just think well well because we're gonna get on we're gonna get into time in a second but uh with khalil i just felt um uh, i mean he just hadn't it was nothing that i can see myself uh being able to relate to as a business owner personality wise the style uh there was just so many conflicts that wasn't resolved prior um I also felt there was a lot of indecisiveness from him early on as well. Yeah, um, I would agree. Um, a lot of indecisiveness. And listen, you're going to have uh, tough and hard decisions to make when you are trying, when you're starting a company and building a company. Um, but some of the decisions that he had problems deciding on, I just felt was like, come on, this is the easy stuff, right? <laughs> like, this isn't the stuff we want to put our attention towards uh, so early on. Um so we had we had those elements um i also you know i don't uh, dang it's gonna sound like i'm just bashing him i just didn't even like his his uh conflict resolution skills wasn't really um i just felt could have been worked on a bit better as well obviously not to the level of ray Co ray croc type style but uh, no. it, it just uh it was really nothing that i that I could be like, oh, I see why he did that, or I align, or I, I would think the same way. I just felt like, yeah, nothing. And you would, I mean, I think this also goes some assumptions, you know, when you think early on, you know, he's a Harvard grad, um, you know, worked at Barclays. So, you know, these are these companies that usually when you come from these institutions, you know, college and working, you know, the assumption is you have this stamp on your back of like a superior meant to thinking uh you know your intellect is on a certain level uh but i never really got that energy from him at all you know um 
I just didn't. So, but and just his style overall, as far as uh, running a business, I didn't really feel like um, was was yeah. I felt like there was a lot to be desired, right? Um, and then from Tom's perspective, uh, we'll get into Tom in more detail. But I nothing really, um, nothing, <laughs> nothing. I didn't really. I, I, he wasn't even, he didn't really even really catch my attention until there was conflict, right? Um, up until the, before the conflict started happening in the films, he he was just really in the cut. I, I didn't really see his influence and, and the way how he handled himself when the conflict did arise, again, wasn't something that I could really see myself behaving in that manner as, either, as well. So I, I didn't really align with either of them, to be quite honest. What yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to steal your answer. I didn't <laughs> feel like I lined with either of them, um, but I mean, it's a good segue, right? Because obviously, the product that they uh, created was something that the marketplace needed and wanted, and they, or at least the perception was, because they were able to raise that money, right. so they were successful to some degree. So, what do you think? Was it just that they had a great idea, and that's what made it a success, regardless of all the bad business tactics and steps they made? Or, yeah, what do you think it was able to get them in the room with these VCs and uh, things of that nature? So let's talk about, so let's also step back uh, to just for uh, context for the audience about sure. what the company was, right? So GovWorks was essentially supposed to be this online portal that allows people to um, was it pay their bills online, uh, parking any, any transactions associated with the government essentially. So pay yeah. your pay your parking ticket, pay mm -hmm. your bills, yeah, right. you know things right. like that. And mm -hmm. and so that was uh, that was their grand vision and, and scheme and idea uh, to start. And it's a very ambitious uh, idea, especially anybody who's ever had any experience working with government agencies or <laughs> something like that. You know. Uh, knowing their tech and infrastructure. It's a very ambitious um, undertaking. Now, uh, you say, what was, the original question was, how did I view them as successful for getting the funding and whatnot, or how were they able to maneuver it? Yeah, how were they able to be successful despite themselves, I guess? Listen, I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> like, <I'm>, I, really <laughs> think, I really think this is a case, I mean, if we want to just even just to bring in the recent uh, announcement of uh, Quibi's closing after getting all of that money in cash uh, based off big name uh, and boisterous personalities and big reps in the industry. I think in this case, it was really just a matter of networking, uh, of networking and cronyism and, and saying, hey, we got an idea, give us this money uh, and, and we'll take it from there. Because nothing that I saw in their pitch sessions or explaining their ideas would make me feel confident with giving the money personally. So the fact that they was able to raise sixty million, I really just have to, you know, we hear criticism all the time about VC uh, venture capitalist firms and things like that, just giving money to friends and giving money to dumb ideas, and we see it every day. And to be quite honest, I think this is one of those cases where, you know, it was able to go in the building and and talk the talk, but they wasn't even that good with the talks. If you see the footage early on. They was flubbing the lines. They were in meetings uh, arguing with each other in front of other potential investors right. on what the business right. was. She was like, I'm like, is this scripted? Like, you know, yeah. I always like, I'm skeptical. Right. Like, no, this is too crazy. But yeah. This is, this. you know, now if we see some reality, we might more 
be more, more likely to think, oh, it is scripted, right? Because, oh, it's reality show and ratings or something like that. But this was in 2001. They were still trying to figure out, you know, still trying to So This is real. I, you know, my, my thinking is that none of this was scripted. It was real. So they're in pitch meetings arguing with each other in the pitch meetings in front of investors. They're not even aligned on their strategy and, and what their business is. And the pitch was weak and they didn't even do enough research. So, I mean, but they were still able to get meetings in Silicon Valley. <laughs> and and get people talking to them, and somehow we're still able to uh, generate uh, sixty million in funding and, and capital too. So, to answer your original question, I still don't know how they. Was, uh, I mean, we, we we know the game. We know what it, the game is with these venture capitalists and these tech startups, and it ain't be always because it's a good idea. And I think this is one of those examples of it. Like I said, they they really didn't sound like they even had it together. Like they didn't even know what their business was. Um, and the partners wasn't aligned. That that was a, a, a big takeaway I got early on. You could just see that the partners weren't aligned. Um, after the meetings, they're arguing with each other. Or, and they're like, why did you mention that? That's not our business, right? Like, uh, it was just a lot of, for me, just, just trying to figure out when are they going to get it together or if they could get it together, right? Um, and we get to a point where they started getting some deals on the table. There was two main things that I took early on. They couldn't really make people understand their business model, which makes sense because they couldn't even really get their pitch together, right, and their ideas together. But then when they got, like, a solid deal on the table, they didn't have the right legal representation going on for them. Their pitches were never aligned with right with the idea itself and, and yeah you know uh, it was very it was very obvious right right and it was like well, each of them almost had a different idea of what the app would look like to the investors mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so there was a scene that i also thought was like a bit surprising um was when they did get a deal on the table and they needed to respond it was a pretty fast turnaround i think it was like less than 24 hours on if they were going to take it or not and they couldn't get in contact with their counsel or their legal representation and and so forth. And they, the founders, were in over their head, so they didn't know what to do left or right. And they were scared, and they didn't want to, you know, take on a deal that would have, you know, impacted, you know, not worked in their favor. I'm not gonna maybe not not having the right legal reputation is maybe the wrong choice of words, but considering what they were doing and how busy they was moving and shaking, I, I found it very strange that they didn't have somebody that could really, you know, uh, be there for them when they needed it. It was real tense. Like, hey, we can't get in touch without like this is beyond my scope of knowledge and expertise. I did think that was a little interesting. So even that spoke more to not you know, a lesson in not having the right team in place, right? Um, and the people that's going to have your interest in their be- your best interest in mind as well. Yeah, just having the operational infrastructure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was like, hmm, that, that was, I mean, they had a lot of money on the table and it almost went 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 to the, went to south because of it, right? Um, so, you know, they get the, va- they get the money, they, they're celebrating, they get valuations, they, they're getting funding. They were more concerned with I, with doing an IPO and making millions than making a successful company. That's what I got from it at certain points, just the way they were behaving. That they were more profit motivated than idea motivated? There was definitely, they were definitely more 
motivated with the IPO and making bit, uh, millions because they, uh, you know, if you see the energy that was going on, granted, they were still, they, they needed the product to work in order for them to become successful and millionaire. Right. Mm-hmm. But a lot of their talk early on was like, yeah, we got this funding, we got the IPO, you know, it was a race to IPO, right? Um, and I, I feel like they never really had their eye on the ball in the first place, but uh they really didn't have their eye on the ball once they got the funding. I felt like it was like, all right, now we got the funding. Now it's the race to IPO so we can all be millions and call it a day. You know? And that, from my perspective, right, I mean, it seems like a lack of, not a lack of, uh, lack of experience more than anything. Mm-hmm. It seems like, you know, he came from Goldman Sachs on one side of things, maybe, I don't know if he worked in mergers and acquisitions or whatever. I'm not sure. I, I don't know if they mentioned his previous t- job title. And just to clarify, whatever. just to clarify, we're talking about Khalil. Khalil was the... Khalil, yes. Just for, yeah, clarify, yeah. Came from, um, but yeah. it just seems as though once they got to this level, like you said, they didn't know what how to get to where their end goal was. They didn't know the steps in between. Right, so. right. And you are right. Excuse me. You said Goldman Sachs. I think I incorrectly quoted him as working at... Uh, Barclays earlier, and but yes, Goldman Sachs, and but yeah, they didn't really know how to get it to that next level or at all. I mean, I honestly think we can even dismiss next level. I don't think they really knew in general how to get it to where they needed it to go or where they wanted it to go, right? Um, and then there was another friend. So you have Khalil, you have Tom, but there was another partner early on in the film who they felt. Uh, wasn't as committed to the business and the vision of the company uh, because he didn't he didn't leave his job. Uh, he invested money into the company, but he didn't leave his job. And they felt like he had one foot in, one foot out. And then uh, ultimately, they 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 kicked him out the group. All right, uh, they kicked they kicked him out of the ownership, um, the, the deal, and it got a little it got a it got a it got a little messy. They didn't feel like he was pulling his weight, you know, um, and they gave him a little severance. But it it definitely impacted their friendship, especially with Tom and this uh, and this gentleman who um the name is escaping me right now, right? Um, and I I yeah, that was another another lesson. You got to be careful on uh, who you bring into the fold, especially when we're talking about friends and business. You know, you may be great friends, but uh doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make great business partners and, and, and so forth. And it, it got kind of nasty to the point where Tom, there was some event and retreat that was going on that Tom already had planned with his friends and family. And he told them, don't come. You're not welcome to come, you know, because of the business and you not contributed and not being a part of the business anymore, which I thought was very unfortunate. Uh, and then there's a lot going on in this movie, right? You have broken friendships. You got the money. They're trying to figure it out. And I also find it interesting uh, the parts when they were interviewing Khalil's uh, girlfriend at the time. Yeah, that was interesting too. And and that and that's what kind of the perspective that I didn't even know was coming based off the trailers. Right, mm-hmm. right. So speak about the trailers because I didn't even watch the trailers. I just went straight to watching the movie. So what did so, the trailer give you that you thought? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it showed all the main players, right? Uh, Khalil and um, Tom. But mm. the way it was edited, it made it seem like okay, watch the uh, watch the rise of this startup um, to 
to you know to glory or whatever mm-hmm. i don't think it captured the chaotic nature of the business relationship that's the part in the trailer that like i think was missed it's like the chaotic mm-hmm. nature and the chaotic relationship between the two of them um mm-hmm. that's what kind of threw me off and then it bled over into his personal life right into his relationship with his girlfriend as you brought it up because she's talking about you know four to five days i haven't spoken to you and this and that and he's I, I mean, I'm sure, yeah, it's crazy. It got so, a little crazy. Um, she wasn't with it. But even early, before that, there was a scene earlier where this regular is uh, spicy. Cause I think he might have had two girlfriends. I'm not sure. <laughs> they didn't look like the same woman uh, to me. But in the act, one had an accent. So it might have been throughout the course of the company. But uh, the other lady that was featured in the film, she wasn't impressed by them. She was mocking them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, she was like straight disrespecting them, saying, "Oh, they're they're boys trying to act like they're grown men in the business world. They wear the suit." She was literally saying they wear suits to pretend, but they're just boys. And I was, uh, yeah, she said that they were kids and and that they didn't know what they were doing. And I thought that was very telling and very interesting for a few levels. One, just the lack of respect that she seemed to have had for them and what they were doing or trying to do. Um, it was a little accurate. I wouldn't say it was, wasn't was <laughs> accurate about them being uh, kind of immature, but she definitely seemed to have a lot of disdain for the efforts that they were um, putting in towards creating that company. It, it, there, there seemed to be a lot of, uh, um, yeah, just a lot of tension in that, in that regard. So I was like, hmm, that, that's interesting. And, you know, we hear about this all the time when, People start their their businesses or and you know getting the support of their significant other and, and a spouse and so forth. So I'm not saying that's like a big big takeaway here. You know, like she wasn't ride or die or anything like that. But it was just definitely interesting to see her take on on them trying to start this business, and she just didn't really think too highly of them of doing it. And you you're stance on that is kind of that it was a reflection of how they ran the business that's why she didn't respect them as men it seems like because they weren't really running the business as grown men uh, like, i don't know it could, uh, <laughs> it could have been I, I think it might have also been just personal relationship things that's what's going on between them okay yeah yeah i i, I would be very surprised if it stemmed strictly just from the business side of things but all i have to say she wasn't a fan and she really wasn't supportive of the business, which, you know, you need to know who, who you, what's going on in, in those areas. Um, I don't necessarily think, you know, I'm not of the mind that your partner needs to support your business 220%. I'm, I'm, I'm really not. But, you know, I am of the mindset, please don't get on camera mocking me and my efforts and <laughs> what I'm trying to do to build my business. Yeah, that's a total you know experience. Yeah. So, so I thought that was uh, very telling. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Uh, I know it, feel, it feels like we're just saying, well, it was nothing but bad stuff in this movie, <laughs> this documentary. But it was, I felt, I was, in t- I was entertained by it. It was just like a lot of cautionary tales that I saw in here. And, uh, like scene after scene you know yeah and i think well now we can be fair to the to the main characters and there was one instance where you know it was out of their control right it was there was no business planning that they could do necessarily that would prevent the um the market crash uh that kind of affected their business right that was one of the big highlights of the film too Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, the market crash definitely impacted not just their business, a lot of dot com businesses around that time, and they really, they couldn't, you couldn't really prepare for that. That that is true. That was a that was a knockout blow. But the thing about that and uh, that crash and a lot of crashes in general is that depending on your perspective on investments and, and business as a whole, you know, crashes can reveal who's really built for it and who isn't, right? Now, I'm not saying they would have ultimately survived if they were a better run company. Who knows? But the crash only revealed what was already there, which is that they were not they were on a rocky foundation as a company as far as how they operated and, and so forth and profitability and so forth. So, yes, the crash did was really that death blow. But, I mean, uh, prior to that crash, I would, you, I would be hard... It would be hard to convince me that they had a bright future ahead of them, regardless of the crash. You know? Yeah, and I think that's fair because, like you said, sometimes it's the the dips, the economic dips right. that kind of test your business. Right. So let you know mm-hmm. what you're made of and so forth. So yeah. So then there was a few throughout the film. There was a few questionable moves, right? Um, Khalil invited. Oh, Khalil, Khalil invited the CEO of one of their. Um, main competitors to their building, to their office. Um, one, I didn't understand what that was about. It just really seemed seemed like a, a, a ego move, in my opinion, right? Um, the CEO of the other company, he he's... If you want to ask me who I relate to, I probably relate to him because he was very gracious. You know, he just came, he, you know, no contention, just saying, hey, how's it going? And, and, and you know, thanks for, you know, they're both in Atlanta. Uh, didn't really seem to have anything, at least the way it was edited. He didn't really seem like he had anything to prove. Like, oh, it's enough for everybody to eat. We're working on something similar. Best of luck, X, Y, Z. He even took some free swag uh, material from them and so forth. Um, but I felt like, what was the point? What was the point? I just, I just never understood it, and it just really... Again, emphasize the, I guess, the uh, lack of experience and maturity that Khalil and Tom uh, had as uh, as uh, founders of a company. You know? So, yeah. I mean, there's that and there's that instance of, quote unquote, corporate espionage where, you know, they broke into the buildings. Right. Um, so I feel like those are symptoms of almost the same problem. I don't know. So... What what do you mean breaking in with well, some? Well, inviting like how does how does whoever is interested in your in your product right? Mm-hmm. How do they have that easy access to? And, you know we don't know I don't know the details, but how do they have that? How's that that easy uh, to break into your facilities? <laughs> oh, so so are you are you suggesting that they? broke in like they was the culprits? Oh no 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 oh. not necessarily. Oh. oh, but that's actually an interesting little. Oh. Now that you put it together, that's interesting. No, I'm not suggesting that at all. I'm oh, just yeah. saying it's that same level of. I'm saying it's that same level of, I guess, arrogance in okay. that could have led to something like that. Okay, but oh. that would be a if it were a movie, it probably would be them. Right, uh, <laughs> if it were like a scripted movie. Right. So let's talk about it. So the the uh, the com- the competitor that they invited, that was one issue. But then their offices, their office did get broken. Bro- it got broken into. Right. Uh, it, and it was kind of that, that when that happened, I did feel some level of sympathy for them and empathy. Like, yeah, like, okay. damn, you know, it's like, all right. Um, 
That was a bad break where essentially their office got raided. I'm sorry, not raided, broken into. A lot of sensitive material was taken, um, you know, computer files and, and code and, and software and things like that. So that that contracts, I think, were stolen also. I'm sorry. Contracts, I believe. Yeah, were, contracts. Were and, um, you know, it, it, it was definitely for me when that happened, I was like, oh, that, that, that was a tough break. That that was definitely a tough break and um, unfortunate. But yeah, I never I, just the way you, you presented it. I thought you were suggesting that the, the competitors that they invited to the office might have uh, might have had something to do with it. But no. OK, no, no, I didn't mean that. But, you know, that's a good that's a good storyline. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the founder of the competitor that they invited his name was Tom as well. As, as well, I was like, oh, okay, uh, okay, yeah. Um, no, no, no. Ah! um, Brian, Brian, Brian Mundy was the was the founder. I'm sorry, not Tom. Brian Mundy was the founder of the uh, of the competitive competition that they brought over. So that he it was Easy Gov, Easy Gov, competing against GovWorks. So they invited Brian over, and that's when you know two of the office into kind of flex. So just for reference. Now, back to what we were saying about where we're at in the storyline. You know, they're getting on AVC money. Um, they're inviting competitors into the office. The office get broken into. We're seeing the toll that is taking on their lives personally as friends, uh, as their other uh, friend that got kind of kicked out the collective as well. And now, this is when I first started noticing Tom at this point is when there started being issues with the website and launching it, right? So up until then, for me, Tom was in documentary, he was involved, but his presence wasn't really there. At least I didn't really feel it until like problems started happening with the site, right? Um, and then once the problems started happening, now Tom was responsible for the uh, tech side of things, the product development, making sure the site runs properly and that it's launched. But uh, for various reasons, uh, you know, he wasn't able to deliver on his on his job, and, and that's when a lot of friction was coming into play. And also, there was a lot of friction, not just because the job couldn't be done, but also because, in a lot of ways, he was undermining Khalil's authority as the CEO of the company. Yeah, which is always a recipe for uh, <laughs> for lack of, of structure. Right, right. So we say early on in the film, there was a lack of structure and who's doing what and roles and responsibilities. You know, even though Khalil was uh, the, the CEO and supposed to, in charge of making all these important decisions stuff, you know, Tom, as a co-founder, even though he was more focused on the development and tech side of things and CTO uh, and making sure that everything is running smoothly, uh, there was times when he would make decisions to do, do things that would severely undermine uh, Khalil's efforts and so forth. So definitely was not a clear def def definition of roles and responsibilities here. Uh, or maybe there was, but some people couldn't respect it, which happens also. All right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, it was more so the boundaries. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then ultimately, they start coming to a head because what happened... From my perspective, right, uh, the site was doing bad. Like the site wasn't even a good product, right? Uh, it wasn't working the way they needed it to work. Or intended. There was a lot of bugs. You know, they were going to market. I mean, sixty million is a lot of money. Whether it was two thousand and one or or twenty twenty, right? <laughs> it's a lot of money 
and uh, the site wasn't really doing what it needed to do. And it really came down to uh, on time because that was his responsibility. But he's meddling in all these other things. Um, and it's putting essentially the team in a bad position where they're going to meetings, trying to sell the product, but they're pulling up the site. The site isn't doing what it's supposed to do. You know, it, it, it's just creating a lot of conflict and turmoil um, uh, internally. And uh, ultimately... It got into a it got into a weird beef. How would you describe the beef and the conflict and where it went towards that? Towards the how would I describe it? Yeah. Um, it? It seemed like it was beyond business. That's I guess the best way I could describe it. I don't know. Is that accurate though? I feel like, like was- yeah. So the way how it was was ultimately I, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna I'm. I feel like Tom got real immature. I feel like Tom really started getting immature in how he was behaving and acting and undermining things. And one minute he wants to be with the company, but like he left the building and started calling his legal representation ASAP. Which to me, I'm like, if you start doing that, then I feel like your your mind, you're already, it's not in a good place. You already have intentions of not really acting in good faith, I feel like. Um, yeah. And... I mean, sometimes things happen. You got to call that legal. But he was already on a horn, you know, hey, what's, what should I do in this, then, the third? And uh, one minute he said he's leaving the office to take some time off, which is about two weeks. He called his legal reputation. He was like, get back in the office because <laughs> you need to be in the office uh, physically. But by the time he did that, uh, Khalil and the other management team was like, uh, no, you're, you're out of here, you know, uh, um, it's best for you to leave and let us figure everything out and give you like a little severance pay, pay. And then it got to a point where, you know, he didn't want to leave, right? He had to get escorted out the building um, and then work through the legal uh, proceedings for what his severance pay was. I just felt in hindsight, Tom played his hand wrong. I, I just felt like he played his hand wrong. I felt like he was initially with a lot of the conflict and trying to undermine people. I, I felt like, it wasn't really in good faith on how he was moving, and he thought he was smarter than what he really was in regards to the business side of things, right? And operations and, and, and severance packages and compensation. And, you know, his lawyer gave him some bad advice. I think he acted also a little bit impulsively as well. Like, I didn't really think he needed to do the whole I'm leaving for two weeks to clear my head. But again, I'm not there in his shoes. I don't wasn't there to see all the stress he was going under, but I do think it started off impulsively. He made the, a few wrong moves early on, and then ultimately led to him just getting let go before he can really make his power play or his draw four card. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that makes sense, and that really is a more that's the real descriptive of how he was beyond <laughs> immature, right? It's petty almost. It's yeah, like, yes, petty. I thought it was petty. I really thought it was petty. I was like, yeah. Uh, and then I think, you know, towards even after it was gone, you know, after it was all said and done, I, I think I think he tried to spin it in a way so he didn't come off as much as a bad guy, right? And let's be clear, I don't I don't really think anyone in this story is really good, bad, or whatever, and one's the villain and one is the hero, but. I do think the way he moved towards the end of the documentary when the conflict really started happening and it was time to make some tough decisions, I really feel like he was work- moving in bad faith and it backfired on him and he got put on his ass. <laughs> and uh, 
you know, was exposed and, you know, which he, I don't think, I think he thought he was, he was so smart that it, he can outmaneuver everyone else. You know? So the business lesson there is <laughs> just the value of moving in good faith. It seems like, you know, I think you need to, yes. I think the, the lesson there was moving good faith if, you know, and try to, you know, move in good faith, but also protect yourself. But I, I think another lesson is I really don't, as a personal style, I don't really move impulsively or try not to move impulsively when it comes to business decisions and moves. And I feel like he really, he started acting off impulse and just making erratic decisions that ultimately led to his dismissal and downfall. Uh, so yeah, it's moving good faith for sure. Um, communication. Uh, people, I always say this from day one, the communication is so key to, um, uh, you know, being successful in business and in, in, in a lot of aspects of life, the communication really wasn't there between him and, and Khalil. I feel like, uh, yeah, it just wasn't there. wasn't clear delineation of roles and responsibilities, and um, it's just it was just unfortunate to have a company that you started, but you're now you're being escorted out, <laughs> right? Like, but it also went back to. Uh, when when I saw this scene unfolding and seeing how it was going, it really reminded me early on in the film when the girlfriends were saying that they were immature and they was trying to pretend to be adults and so forth. So I was like, oh, maybe this is what, <laughs> maybe this is something she saw that we did. But one thing that I found interesting was this this the 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 the, the life and death of this company was less than two years. It was a short period. It wasn't a, a company that. You know, literally less than yeah, it didn't have much of a run. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like sixty million in, the, in less than two years. That was more or less kind of, um, you know, wasted. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and I was mind blown for that. But if you look in the movie and in, in the film, it, it shows the growth. Like you see, they got real. They got bloated real fast. It was a bloated infrastructure. The revenue was flatlining. Um, the business cycles, which you've, we've talked about business cycles, their business cycle became longer and longer, right? Uh, and which was taking its toll on the business. So you literally see when they when they started and they literally really had nothing to them starting to grow, uh, getting 50 employees, 70 employees, 100 employees. I think uh, at their largest, they might have had 200 and something employees. And then you see the cycle dwindling where they go back down to 100, 50, 20 to when they are literally not a company anymore. And that to me was just amazing, like in less than two years. Amazing uh, flow turn of events within that time frame. Uh, and then we see what happens after the film. I mean, after the you know company gets shut down and so forth. Uh, Tom and Khalil looks like they reconciled, and then they actually started a new company after this. After uh, this one went down, the you know went kaput. They started a new startup uh, in the same vein, uh, and and that was the end of the uh, of the film and, and the story of of GovWorks. Yeah, it is a good documentary, and I, it's still worth <laughs> it's still worth watching on your own because we can only you know, correlate our experiences and what we see from it, right? But uh, definitely think anybody, anybody who is uh, interested in starting a business, and I will totally 
this isn't related to just tech alone. You know, this movie happened to be about tech. And, you know, a lot of times we get that's the type of movies and information we, we see, you know. But um, this move, this documentary was really, you can relate it to any, any type of industry, to be quite honest. You know, friends who start a business together uh, but have fallen out for, for various reasons. Uh, it talks about the relationship aspects to the, to the business as well and how that's impacted. Uh, having to deal with investors and uh, outside people that have control and interest in your company, uh, the, 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 the pressure to be successful. I mean, that is, that's any type of business, regardless if it's a tech or not, you know? Yeah, um, I think a lot of the, like we discussed, the decisions they made and some of the mistakes they made along the way are applicable across the board. Right, right. Um, and there was one, there was a, there was a quote that, uh, Tom did say in this movie, There was a quote that he said as he was getting booted from the team, uh, he was like, you know, there is a sadness in watching ideas grow beyond what you can do for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, and I, that really, that really struck a nerve. I was like, Hmm, that, that's some, <laughs> that's an insightful comment, uh, statement right there. Right. Like there is sadness. Sometimes you have an idea and it's it's a great idea, and it starts off well, and then it gets to a point where you know what um, you can't do much for it anymore. It's it's grown beyond you, and then unfortunately, seeing that you might not be the right person to take it to where it needs to go to next, although you are the one that created this. And I mean, yeah, that that was some that was quite the statement right there. Right. Yeah, very profound yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so. I think that's everything. I think we covered a lot of the key topics. We might have just told you the whole movie from beginning to end. If you know. yeah, spoiler alert at the beginning. Sorry. Yeah, we'll, we'll put that in. We'll, we'll, we'll re-edit it and put spoiler alert in the beginning, uh, actually. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think, you know, if you we if you want to see a real example, you know, this isn't a romanticized he said, she said, and based off a book. This is a real, actual account of a business uh, from be, from completion <laughs> from beginning to end, how they started, how they got funded, their rise and their fall uh, of a business, and just get some key notes on and ideas on you know lessons to take away from it, uh, things you should avoid. Uh, definitely would recommend it. It's it's, it's but it's not a feel good movie. It's not a feel good documentary <laughs> for sure. Definitely not a feel good documentary. This is a chaotic. Uh, this is I've compared it to. I don't know if you've seen the the film Uncut Gems. It's like the documentary uh, tech startup version of Uncut Gems. That's how it felt to me. Oh so. yeah, I haven't seen Uncut Gems, so maybe I'll uh, put that in my queue to watch. Uh, very. I mean, soon. it's completely different, but just the way everything was kind of always a moment from falling apart. Yeah, <laughs> it, well, well, that's yeah, that's a good that's a good point. All right, so that's a wrap on this week's episode about the review of Startup.com. Um, hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions you would like us to answer on the show, shoot us a message of any of our social media channels or shoot us an email at questions at businessgrindshow.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share on Spotify and iTunes. See you again soon. And in the meantime, keep grinding. The Business Grind is for entertainment purposes. Opinions expressed are those solely of the host and guests. Please consult with a professional and exercise discretion before engaging in any business endeavors. I'm out here on the grind. I'm out here on the grind.